Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The stories of Mahabharata retold by Shudipta Bhaumik. Welcome, dear friends, to another episode of The Stories of Mahabharata. In the last episode, we heard of Arjuna's conquest of the Nibata Kabacha demons. We also heard how Yudhishthira rescued Bhima from the deadly embrace of the giant snake Nahusha. After spending the monsoon and autumn seasons in the Bishakhayupa forest, the Pandavas moved back to the Kamyaka forest to spend the rest of their exile. One day, Krishna, along with his wife Satyabhama, came to the forest to meet the Pandavas. Draupadi rushed to him and asked Krishna, Tell me, how are my sons doing? Do they miss me? Krishna smiled and said, Don't worry, Panchali, your sons are doing fine and growing up to be the worthy descendants of the Kuru dynasty. They are mastering the skills of archery and warfare. They receive lessons in horse riding and chariot driving from my son Pradyumna and my nephew Abhimanyu. Your father, King Drupad, and your brother Drishtadyumna have invited them several times to stay with them in Panchala. But they prefer to stay with us in Dwarka. Subhadra is caring for them just as you'd have done and trying her best to fill your place in their hearts. Krishna met Yudhishthira and said, O king, the Yadava army is at your disposal. If you want... You may attack Hastinapur now and destroy Duryodhana any time you want. Or if you wish, you can continue your exile while the Yadavas conquer Hastinapur and wait for your return. Yudhishthira bowed in front of Krishna and said, You are our friend, philosopher and guide. I know we would get your help whenever needed. We have almost completed the twelve years of our exile and have only one more year to spend in hiding. After that, we will come to you and seek your help. Till then, let us continue our journey. Krishna decided to spend some more time in the Kamyaka forest with the Pandavas and his best friend Arjuna.
One day, the great Rishi Markandeya arrived in the ashram. Rishi Markandeya was more than a thousand years old, but he looked like a handsome young man of no more than twenty-five. The Pandavas received him with due respect. After having a good meal, Markandeya sat under a tree while the Pandavas gathered around to listen to his wisdom. Yudhishthira said, O great Rishi, you have experienced a lot in your life. We wish to hear from you about the mysteries of our world. Please, enlighten us. Markandeya then narrated the story of Manu, the son of King Bibaswana. After inheriting the kingdom from his father Bibaswana, Manu went to Badrika Ashram and engaged in a strict penance for a thousand years, sitting on the river bank. One day, a small fish swam close to Manu and said, Please, save me from the big fishes in the river. They will eat me if they catch me. Manu felt pity on the fish. He gently picked up the fish and released him in a pot of water. He named the fish Matsya. Matsya began to grow larger and larger and soon he outgrew the pot. Manu then released the fish in the lake. The fish kept on growing and one day the lake was too small for him. Manu then released him in the river Ganges. Soon Matsya grew so large that the river also did not have enough space for him. He said to Manu, Lord, I I cannot move in this river. Take me to the ocean and release me there. Manu arranged to drag the mighty fish through the river Ganges towards the oceans. After a long journey, they arrived at the estuary of the river. Freed from the bounds of the river, the happy fish Matsya swam into the open seas. As Manu was about to leave, the giant fish swam back to Manu and said, You have protected me all my life. Now it is my turn to pay you back. Listen to me carefully. A great flood will soon engulf the earth and submerge everything around you. Nothing can escape this disaster. Build a strong boat and a strong and long rope. Carry with you the seeds of life needed to repopulate the earth. Then, with the seven rishis, board the ship and wait for me. When the time comes, I will come to save you. The fish bade goodbye and dove into the deep ocean. Manu knew that Matsya was no ordinary fish and took his advice with all due seriousness. He built a huge and strong boat. He wove a long and strong rope. Then, with the seven rishis, he boarded the boat and waited for the great flood to strike. Manu didn't have to wait for long. 
fish was right. A huge flood engulfed the earth and submerged everything in sight. The waves carried Manu's boat as it tossed and turned in the tumultuous water. Manu panicked. He called for the fish. Matsya, where are you? Save us from our impending death. Soon, the huge fish surfaced in front of the boat. Matsya had grown a long horn on his head. Manu tied one end of the rope to the horn and the other end to the hull of the boat. The giant fish pulled the boat and took them out to the open sea. The entire earth was submerged and all land animals perished. Only Manu and the seven rishis survived. After floating in the oceans for several years, the waters began to subside. Matsya took Manu near the Himalaya mountains where some of the peaks were now visible above the water. As per Matsya's instructions, Manu tied the boat to one of the peaks. The fish then said, Manu, I am Brahma, the creator. I have taken the form of a fish to save you from the flood. Now it is your duty to repopulate the earth. Saying so, the fish disappeared. Manu and the Rishis then began their arduous task of rebuilding and populating the earth from the seeds they carried. After many years of strict austerities and with Brahma's blessings, they succeeded. The earth was again filled with humans and other living creatures. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We often experience terrible situations in life that leave us dumbfounded. Such experiences leave a deep scar in our minds and we struggle day in and day out to escape from this awful internal stress. We keep them bottled up within us and keep suffering. We feel the urge to share with friends or family, but the fear of being judged keeps us from doing so and we keep on suffering. In such situations, therapy can help. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Professional therapist would never judge you and be always on your side. 
I strongly feel it is important to learn positive coping skills from someone who has no personal agenda. A good therapist empowers you to be your best and helps you deal with life much better. If you need help from a therapist, BetterHelp can help you find one who fits your needs. BetterHelp can make it easier to find the right support. It is the largest online therapy platform in the world. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Mahabharata today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Mahabharata. Markandeya then told Yudhishthira about the system of celestial calendar. One celestial year equals to 360 earth years. The Satya Yuga or the age of the Satya runs for 4,000 celestial years, followed by the Trita Yuga, which runs for 3,000 years. Next comes the Dwapar Yuga, which runs for 2,000 years. The final age is the Kali Yuga, which takes 1,000 years. Taking the transition period between the Yugas into account, one cycle of four yugas take 12,000 celestial years to complete. And 1,000 of these yuga cycles constitute one day of Brahma. Then comes the night, the period of annihilation. During this time, no life exists and the universe stays submerged in a primordial fluid. Markandeya said, Once during this period of universal destruction, while I was alone floating in the eternal ocean, I had this wonderful vision. I saw at a distance a young and divine-looking boy sitting under a banyan tree. The boy's skin was blue and his eyes were like lotus petals. He called me and said, Dear Markandeya, you are tired. Live in my body and get some rest. He opened his mouth. I entered his body through his mouth, and inside I found a whole world full of people, animals, birds, rivers, mountains, meadows, cities, and forests. For more than a hundred years I roamed inside his body, but I couldn't reach its end. I cried for help, and suddenly I was thrown out from his body through his mouth. I found the divine boy sitting on a tree branch. He smiled at me and said, Markandeya, I hope you had a pleasant stay in my body. I held my head to his feet and said, Lord, whoever you are, I pray to you, please reveal yourself to me. The divine boy said, In the ancient days, I named water as Nara. During the period of destruction, 
the same water became my abode or my ayana that is why i am narayana several times i appeared before you as brahma for half of myself is brahma brahma is asleep now and as long as he sleeps i'd live here as a boy when this dark period ends and brahma wakes i would merge with him and begin to recreate the universe the sky the earth the planets and everything till then you rest in peace saying so he disappeared markandeya paused for a while and then said yudhishthira the divine boy whom i met during the time of universal destruction is none other than the man sitting next to you your cousin lord krishna with his boon i have an indestructible memory and i have the power to live as long as i wish take refuge in him and he will protect you forever hearing markandeya the pandavas bowed down to krishna and paid him their respect yudhishthira asked markandeya lord tell us how did king kubalashwa of ikshashu dynasty got to be known as dhundumar markandeya said during the time of the great destruction when the universe was only a great ocean of primordial fluid lord vishnu lay in a deep slumber on the floating body of the great serpent anantanaga from his navel grew a divine lotus and on the lotus lord brahma came to being lord brahma sat on the lotus and was in a deep meditation when two fierce demons madhu and kaitava attacked him scared of the demons brahma shook the lotus stem to wake up the lord vishnu opened his eyes and with a smile he welcomed the demons madhu and kaitava the demons laughed at him and said we are in a good mood today ask anything you want and we will fulfill your wish vishnu said to protect my devotees i wish to kill you please grant me my wish madhu and kaitava said lord we have always been virtuous we never lie and we have always been generous to the weak we will grant your wish but we have a request kill us in a place that is uncovered in return we wish to be your sons in our next life the lord said so be it i grant your wish lord vishnu searched the heaven and earth for a uncovered place but he couldn't find any then he removed the clothing of his thigh with his sudarshan chakra he beheaded madhu and kaitava right on his exposed thigh madhu kaitava's son dhundu had pleased lord brahma with his worship
Brahma granted him a special power that made him indestructible by the gods, demons, yakshas and rakshasas. Dhundu stayed hidden under the desert sand and slept for most of the days. Once a year, when this huge demon would blow his nose from under the desert sand, it would cause earthquakes for weeks. The burst of dust and sand would cover the sun and the earth would plunge into darkness. And when he woke up from his slumber, he would plunder the nearby hermitage of Rishyutanka, killing his family members and disciples. Rishyutanka prayed to Lord Vishnu and asked for help. Many years ago, pleased by Utanka's worship, Lord Vishnu wanted to give him a gift. Utanka refused to accept any, saying that he was happy to see his Lord. No other gift was necessary. Lord Vishnu then promised to help him whenever needed. So bound by his word, Vishnu said, Utanka, I will help you destroy your enemy. Vishnu then entered the body of King Kubalashwa without his knowledge. Then Kubalashwa called one thousand of his sons and his army and marched to the desert to kill the ferocious demon Dhundu. After digging the desert floor for more than a week, they found Dhundu's body. The noise of the army woke up the giant. The angry demon let out a huge roar and hurled fireballs from his mouth toward Kubalashwa's sons. The fire scorched the thousand sons and killed them instantly. Kubalashwa used his yogic powers and extinguished Dundu's fire. Then he pulled out his divine weapon, the Brahmastra, and fired it at Dundu. The weapon struck the giant and blew up his body in a huge ball of fire. The world was freed from Dundu's terror and Utanka was relieved. Since then, King Kubalaswa came to be known as Dundumar, the slayer of Dundu. The Stories of Mahabharata is written, directed and told by Shudipta Bomek. Audio engineering, original music and sound design by Avi Ziv. Find us online at facebook.com slash Mahabharata podcast. Join the group for updates and news. Subscribe to the podcast using iTunes or any other podcast catcher. On Twitter, we are at Mahabharat Audio. The podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons non-commercial license. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
And now for some late-breaking news, the podcast is also available as a book, Dwapar Kata, The Stories of Mahabharata, published by HarperCollins, India. Thank you.